Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. Hey everybody, this is Kyle V, host of the Ozark Podcast. If you like the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast, we have a show for you. We sit down with local outdoorsmen of Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma to talk all things hunting, fishing, conservation, history, and culture in the Ozark Mountains region. Just like the outdoorsmen who live here, we follow the seasons and interview regional experts to discuss the pursuits of hunting turkeys, bears, and whitetail, as well as the science behind their conservation. Join me and my co-host Kyle Plunkett every Wednesday and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. I'm sitting here with the ginger bow hunter himself, who's holding a fancy new shotgun. Jacob, how are you doing over there? Ah, oh, doing excellent. I'm so happy. <laughs> new, new, you, know what they, you know what they say, you know, a new gun makes everything better. So yeah, yeah, dude. Nothing picks you up quite like going to a gun shop, you know? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into the shotguns in a minute. Uh, this week, we got old, old Jacob Walker on the podcast talking turkeys, uh, fast and aggressive. Turkey tactics with him, uh, Jack. What did you think about it? It was it was a fun episode. This again, it's a nice, uh, I guess contrast. You, contrast. I was gonna say complimenting, but really more of a contrast between um, you know Michael uh, Michael Pentecost or Mike Pentecost and Jacob on two different styles. And it, just like Jacob said in the episode, there's different ways to kill a turkey and be successful. But the big thing is figuring out like what style not only are you gonna enjoy to do. And like go out there and do it day in day out, whether you have success or not. But also you can key upon and learn to become a better woodsman and, and be successful with it. Because definitely, 
you know, Jacobs get got it down pat and has killed quite a few birds. Um, you know, being very aggressive and going after him and trying to find that one bird that wants to die. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it was fun, and it also was kind of cool to get somebody on that's got that kind of experience of kind of hunting a bunch of different states. Kind of we talked about a little bit later in the episode, and how to kind of stretch that season out. And again, some of these other states, especially when you get outside the southeast, it can take probably a little more aggression in order to be successful out there on a consistent basis, and a lot more things you kind of get away with. So mm-hmm. yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, what about you? Oh, my yeah, same. I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good good one to have on right after uh, Pentecost for that very reason. A little bit different, uh, different way of looking at things, different tactic. And, you know, they both work, obviously. Uh, Pentecost had a lot of success over, you know, a lot of years doing his thing. And uh, Jacob Walker's had a lot of success as well. And, and other people as well. So, and every turkey's different, you know, like some turkeys you might have to get aggressive on. Uh, you know, the whole sitting down and, and being real quiet thing might not get every single one of them. There's no code that's, that's going to, uh, work for every single turkey so being able to adapt and have multiple things in your in your tool belt probably going to pay off big time in the long run yep absolutely and uh but you know it, it's i guess it's it's fun when you can kind of hear somebody that does it a little bit different from some of the guys that we have on you know a lot of guys we have on, i feel like are a little bit more like that kind of patient hunter um and, and maybe not so much the kind of running gun uh style but it's it's cool to have somebody on that again kind of goes against the grain a little bit and still has success has a good time while doing it and i just kind of showcase you know there are different ways to be successful mm-hmm. you just gotta figure out what works best for you so yes sir well unfortunately i really don't have anything to add uh from the turkey hunt front i've just been basically getting my butt whipped for like a month now um i haven't really had any luck at all went out with a uh, my friend wayne wayne lackey oh yeah uh, y'all did go out yeah yeah, we hunted his club, um, and it butts up against some national forest, and and we hunted all morning. We hunted from daylight to lunchtime, and he's got a couple turkeys that are in the area that he's been seeing over the last couple of days. Wayne actually just killed his fourth bird uh, on Friday, so uh, he he's tagged out. He's done. So he's he's playing guide for me, but he had some other ones located where he knew where they were, and he brought me out there. No gobbles at daylight. Walked around, tried to strike one, uh, basically did the Jacob Walker thing that we talked about, actually. So I guess it relates pretty well. Went out and we just started covering ground. And, and you know, early we were just hooting um, and I was letting Wayne do everything. I was trying to take everything in because he's much better turkey hunter than me. Walking around, he hooted for a little while um, until it got to be like where they should be on the ground. It was light enough where they should be on the ground. And then uh, he started getting out that long box, man. He's got that old long box and he'd started cutting on that joker. And we walked, man, probably like two or three miles, just covering roads, calling down into different valleys and stuff. Nothing. And then finally, at like 8.30, we finally struck one. Uh, and he cut on that long box, and it hammered it. And uh, it was down in a cutover on a logging pad, but like a, like a grown-up cutover, like real thick. And so you can only walk the road straight to him. And we made a bunch of moves on him, and he had hens with him, and the hens took him away. When he gobbled at us, the hens, instead of playing ball and, you know, getting in an argument with the hen, which just happens sometimes, you get aggressive and the hen hears it and she just takes him away. She's like, nope, nope. Leads him away. Oh boy, you coming with me. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was disheartening. So that's, that was pretty much our hunt. We hunted a little while longer after that and just moved around. And, you know, we talk about public land being pressured and everything and having to run into people. We ran into people on that club too. There was other members out there. And this is what I think we mean when we talk about, you know, a lot of clubs, it's really not 
that much different than public land because uh, you go out there and you got a, I don't know, 1,200-acre club and you got four guys hunting it. I mean, that's a pretty good amount of pressure especially on turkey, a Saturday. Yeah, especially turkey hunters, too. Yeah, and, and you're moving. So we ran into one guy while we were hunting. Um, there was another two dudes who were out there, which – Listen uh, to the podcast? Yeah, yeah, shout out. Um, listen, a couple listeners of the podcast, they were in there on their uh, – they had like a buggy in there they were riding around on. And, but but uh, they were part of the club. Yeah, we never we never walked in on them. But shout out to Dylan Thomas. Uh, met him. He's a huge listener of the show. So that was, that was that was cool getting to meet him. Um, but they were getting after it. They got on a bird that morning and kind kind of similar to us. Like they struck one and they had him gobbling, but he was out in a cutover, but a big open cutover, like up on a hill or something, and and they couldn't get him to budge. Uh, so so yeah. real quick, what, what, what was wait? You said Dylan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Were y'all in the truck when y'all ran up on them? Or? Yeah, we were leaving. So, well, when we first came in that morning, they came in behind us. Hey, what did Wayne say? I don't know. What, what did Wayne say? I don't know. Something about you boys listening to Southern Outdoors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so we ran into them that morning, and when we came back out, they were back at, like, the pinning box. And uh, we pulled over, and we were asking them how they were doing. We talked to them for 15 minutes or so. And then we were about to go, and Wayne was like, y'all listen to podcasts? And they were both like, yeah. And, uh. And he's like, y'all listen to the Southern Outdoorsman? And they're like, uh-huh. And he's like, well, this is Andrew right here. And Dylan was like, dude, no way. <laughs> we got out and talked to him for a while. Really really cool dudes. They were uh, they're about to go in there and sight in the rifle, one of those cutovers. But, yeah, so it was cool meeting them. That was fun. Um, and besides them, we ran into another guy. Actually, when we were hunting, we popped up on a road, and I turned, and there's just a guy standing there. I was like, hey, Wayne, there's a guy. <laughs> I was like, there's a guy standing there. And uh, we so talked he, to him for a minute. He's, and, he's uh, like, oh, Sasquatch disappeared out of nowhere. Hey, he, he, we were like, have you heard anything? He's like, a little while ago, I, I heard a hen or something way back over there. And it was from where me and Wayne had been calling, where he was cutting on that long box. And he was, we were way far away and he heard that thing. So it was kind of eye opening of like how far that noise carries through the woods. And especially a turkey, I, I'd assume they have probably better hearing than us. Uh, but he heard us from like a long ways off, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and then that fellow's dad, I believe it was, we ran into him at the pin and box too. So Dang, y'all met all kinds man, of folks. all kinds of people out there, man. <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's like they said the private land. He said you said the public lands, you know, kind of filled up with hunters. Oh, maybe. then we went bebopping around on the national forest a little bit to some of these areas, and uh, we didn't. There was nobody in there, no tire tracks in the mud holes or anything, and uh, so that, that was fun. Wayne showed me around an area that that I'm interested in starting to hunt. So he kind of gave me a head start on it, gave me a lot of information, kind of showed me how to get in and out, a couple of different ways to get in and out, um, gave me some pretty valuable information on it. So pretty, pretty, looking forward to deer hunting that, uh, not so much turkey, but definitely on the deer side, definitely going to be hitting that quite a bit this year. No, so. no. Why are you going to be deer hunting that? Uh, uh, well, uh, I don't know. Change things up, get away from the old pine thickets. So I, I think we said a little bit about this last week. Um, when we were on the outro, there's just, I don't know. There's a history. I'm trying to not say that much. Cause I mean, people are going to find out. I mean, it's not, it's not like a super secretive area. Anyway, I, I'm just wanting to hunt like some big wood stuff with some better terrain than just like kind of regular hill country. Uh, one just to challenge myself and kind of get, get into something new, but also to try out some different tactics, you know, that, that guys have talked about that can be really effective. And that's like what you, you've actually uh, done some interviews for the deer side of things that we'll release probably in June. I'm thinking, uh, we're going to, where you're talking about 
you're talking about mountain hunting with mm-hmm. these guys. So the, the kind of stuff that we talked about with with Nathan Killen and Jim Forbes, uh, Tyler Black, guys like that, Devin Duncan. I want to take some of that stuff and try to apply it. So I'm I'm going to the closest thing I have to mountains at least. And, um, and, and yeah, I'm very excited about some of those episodes to come out. Uh, not to get too sidetracked though, but uh, Monday's gonna be our very first uh, deer episode. Mm-hmm. And Monday, guys, we are coming back with deer uh, podcast episodes. Which for some of you guys, you know, if you're you know live in one of these states where y'all's turkey season has just now happened, well, boys, y- y'all a little late to the party. Yeah, y'all got two months of turkey yeah. stuff to go back and yeah, listen. Yeah, like, y'all need to go back and listen to some of those episodes because you know you probably haven't listened to all the turkey episodes. But starting Monday, we are back to white tails and uh, super excited about it. Uh, I was actually got Michael Pike going to be joining us for Monday's episode. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be super uh, interesting. He just actually just pulled a, uh, some cameras and yeah, had, he had a couple dandies had a, on camera. He had a couple big bucks on camera in an area that he actually was like, oh, I'm not even going to hunt it last year. And so, you know, yep. per his uh, camera study that he used, uh, putting stuff out there, had a couple of real big deer uh, show up uh, for actually quite a few months. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, coming back with deer content and what I've been doing recently and just got back from North Carolina is doing some interviews with some guys in person for a series that we're going to be launching a little bit later on this summer, guys. It's going to be super exciting. Starting this summer, we're going to be actually doing a podcast series on the on the uh, show that we're super excited about. And that's kind of what I've been working on so far is recording some of those episodes. And right now it's looking to be eight to 10 week series with some uh I mean, hardcore deer killers, guys, going to help y'all be very successful for this fall. I've learned a lot just in the last couple episodes recording in person with some of these different guests. Uh, but that's going to be super exciting. But, Andrew, uh, what's got you kind of fired for some, for some whitetail talk? That, the series thing is exciting to me. So, 10-part, it's going to be broken into different things, though. It's not going to be 10-part on the like the exact same thing. No, yeah, absolutely not. But trying to plan some of this better and, and getting people in mind and uh, getting some new guests on the show, uh who are going to be able to lend stuff like I want to do an early season series all about, you know, your early season stuff, you know, maybe a rut series, maybe a terrain series, uh, just stuff like that. We're, we're going to be trying to do some interesting things. If, if there's a series idea that you got right in with it, if you're uh if you're wanting to hear us cover something, so if you let us know what you're interested in, we can try to cover that. But yeah, I'm excited to release those episodes. And that's one of the, you know, the first one you did two weeks ago or whenever it was, when was that? Four weeks ago, we went to go get the go get the uh, quail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. So the, the yeah, the first one that you did that was one of the things that initially got me interested in switching things up and trying to hunt something different. Uh, you know, getting out of a SMZ pine thicket type habitat and trying to learn something different. And I, I'm like, by no means like this great deer killer in uh in like that kind of habitat. But I have taken a few like decent bucks and I'm happy with out of it. So you know, time to challenge myself, get out of my comfort zone a little bit. And the the thought of what what so many of these mountain guys talk about, where they're like so decisive on terrain features, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's another thing that really gets my interest. Where they're like, "Would you you put it in a certain way earlier? You were like, they're not guessing about it. Uh, they're not like guessing like which saddle or something to do. Oh, did you put that? No, no, they're not guessing. It's something that like, talk, especially when talking more mountains that like you know a couple of these guests that we're gonna have on have looked at maps enough and scouted enough in season to like, know, Hey, if I find like this type of, you know, train feature, um, you know, in the mountains say that in this example, I know there's gonna be a buck bed there and mm-hmm. go in there, spot check it and then use that to their advantage. And I mean, some really interesting episodes with a couple of those guys and they're not looking for, 
you know, some more notable terrain features like saddles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, super, super interesting, but it more, is more predictability More predictability. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Oh dude. Uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. They live in hill country, but actually uh, drive over two and a half hours away to get up in the mountains because uh, they found over the last 15 to 20 years of doing so um, that the bucks in the mountains are much more predictable to hunt than what they find in the hill country and also in flatlands. Predictable in movement, predictable in bedding areas, feed patterns, everything is much more predictable and they have a lot of success doing so. So, mm-hmm. a lot of mountain hunters are going to thoroughly enjoy it. And if you don't hunt mountains, it might make you kind of rethink stuff and get outside the box and maybe try to go experience some of that stuff, which we're going to be doing this year in a couple of different States. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely very excited. So, uh, yeah. Um, when it comes to deer content over the, over the fall and everything, especially, I think we talked about this a little bit, um, last week, but like kind of our fall plans hitting up Arkansas, right? Yo, it, you might not be. I am. I mean, if you, I hope you're coming. Cause if you're coming, we, we're going all in, dude, going all in. <laughs> I got to talk to Mark Izzard about his boat, and I'm sure Mark's going to be listening to this podcast. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, Mark, if you still got that boat, bro, hold on a I second. I need some amphibious access. Maybe. You know, <laughs> always, always can come to play. Um, but anyway, yeah, dude, Arkansas is 100% on, on the table. And then after coming back from North Carolina, now I'm thinking Virginia, West Virginia, maybe too at, at some point. Mm. Maybe a little bit different species for that hunt, but yeah. <laughs> Try to do some black bear. Yeah, yeah, do a little black bear hunting. A little black bear hunting, yeah. So, but, so uh, we're we're going to, we're going to, Really get into the deer stuff on Monday's episode. Another change uh, that we're doing is outros are going to be dropping on Fridays. Fridays. Yep. So uh, that that's going to be coming up. Uh, so that's starting on this Monday. So you'll hear you know our normal Monday episode, and then the outro will be dropping on Friday. So on Wednesday, everyone's going to be like, "Where's the outro?" So it's dropping Friday. So. Uh, yep. And that's going to be pretty fun, just because you know Monday episode guys kind of get you through the week. Thursday, you get the new. Southern Waters Fishing Podcast. Make sure you check it out. Appreciate everybody's been <laughs> checking out the Southern Waters Fishing Podcast. Then you got Friday, you got the outro to get you through the weekend. So it's going to be a perfect fit for us. Uh, and then also, uh, I think we're going to, we talked about doing some of these listener success stories and some of these other kind of bonus episodes. I think we're going to try to do some of that um, in, in a different kind of life. I think we talked a little bit about maybe through Patreon or a couple different things. So um, yep. we're going to have some kind of extra content coming out for you guys uh, throughout later on this summer. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, and the next thing too, by the way, uh, about that that reminds me when it comes to patreon uh also on apple Podcasts. so y'all probably noticed this uh if you're listening on apple Podcasts, you now have the southern outdoorsman channel so which you can go to and you'll find the southern outdoorsman and southern waters fishing on that channel and you can subscribe to that channel so it's a buck 99 per month and you get all the content ad free so uh repeat that again a dollar 99 Okay, less than a cup of coffee, <laughs> ad-free yep. podcast. Yep, and you're helping us out big time. Big time. Massive help, massive, massive help if you can do that. So, you know, even if you don't care that much about ads, if you just really like the show and want to want to help us out and help us keep producing these things and help really elevate that content, which is what we're trying to do this summer, elevate that content where we can go to some of these people in person and talk to them. And you you get so much more out of a person when you get to sit down in front of them, there's a reason that we were talking about this the other day. There's a reason that, you know, like meat eater and Joe Rogan, they fly people out or they fly people in every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows how much they spend on that, but there's a reason they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's just so, so superior to other stuff and, uh, and just making connections. It'll add a lot to the show. So if you want to help 
contribute to that, of course. Uh, if you're an Apple listener, you can just go and hit up that uh, subscribe button to get ad-free content, and you'll you'll be good to go, man. So that, that'll be a massive, massive help to us. You can do it, uh, I believe it's $1.99 per month, or you can do $20 a year, so save a little bit of money if you do the annual. Uh, that's a that's a big help to us. And uh, yeah, that some of those that bonus content that we were talking about, uh, that will also be on there. So if you are a subscriber, some of these bonus episodes that we're going to end up doing over the next couple weeks and months uh, are going to be subscriber only. So if you are not subscribed, you won't be able to hear it. Um, and of course, some of that stuff is going to go on Patreon as well. When it comes to Spotify listeners or iHeartRadio or Google Podcasts, whatever you listen on, we're trying to figure out some uh, some options for those as well. Currently, those platforms just aren't really giving us an option to do something like that. Apple did, so we're taking advantage of it. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll keep an eye out on stuff that we can do to offer that same kind of ad free experience on other platforms. Yeah. So we've been racking our brains on that for literally like two months. Yeah. If, if, by the way, if you listen on Spotify, if you're an Android user, for some reason don't listen on uh, iHeartRadio or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, go shoot. Spotify an email and be like, guys, mm. y'all need to have an ad-free option, subscription option uh, for Spotify because that would be a huge help. Yeah, because for mm. some reason, as much time they're putting into like podcasting, I'm surprised they don't have that option quite yet. Well, ironically, so like we're with Spotify as uh, as our hosting service, so we we use a Spotify product as our hosting service where where we like publish our show and uh, and Spotify, they give you the option to have like an ad-free feed so they can clone your feed. This is some like background stuff. Some people probably care about it, but that you can copy your feed and basically your normal feed has ads. Your copied feed does not have ads, but Spotify doesn't give you any way to use it on Spotify, which is kind of annoying. Apple does. So that's what we're doing with Apple right now. We're, uh, we're, uh, we're taking advantage of that when we can. So again, guys, uh, if you enjoy the show, if you, if you, dislike ads and you want to get rid of them that's the way to do it or if you just really like the show and you want to do something small to help out that is the best way you could help it out right now is uh just go hit that subscribe button and uh do that little one dollar 99 cent a month baby absolutely absolutely yeah appreciate everybody's support on that uh also we had a couple new reviews come in by the way mm -hmm. which i mean i don't know if we're well so we're not there yet uh I, so we got to talk about pepper Oh, we got to talk about Pepper. Yeah, we're talking about Pepper. Oh, okay. So we're going to talk about the talk, dog stuff. Talk about some you know, dogs. We can talk about dog stuff. We can't overload the audience with it, but we'll talk about some dog stuff. We got to talk about these shotguns. So uh, so you went to North Carolina. This trip, we did knock out this podcast, but you're really going up there for the NA test. Yeah, yeah. We uh, went up there for Pepper's natural ability test for NAVDA, and um, it was with the uh, Coastal Plains chapter, new chapter uh, that was just developed. It was their very first uh, test. And, dude, it was fantastic. First of all, I'll say the uh, Coastal Plains chapter did a fantastic job being very, like, well thought out, transitioned very nicely through all the tests. It went by very quickly, which is great. No hiccups. Uh, even the judges were super impressed, they said, of, like, the performance of, of uh, all the volunteers, making sure everything went smooth. But uh, the NA test for NAVDA, so this is something that a lot of breeders, if you get a dog that's uh, from a, a NAVDA, North American Versatile Hunting Dog uh, approved breeder, uh, a lot of those breeders require you to do a natural abilities test with their pup, uh, preferably normally within a year or so of age. I know they allow up to, I believe it's 16 months of age that mm -hmm. you can test. And uh, anyways, they decided to do that with Pepper. She's seven months old. And part of the NA test, Andrew, of course, you did this with Boone last... October. Yeah, last year, last past October. And what it entails is 
some field use. So like we got to go out into the field, a plant quail and they're judging pepper on the judges are judging her on her performance in the field from her searching ability, how far she ranging out covering ground, uh, and more of like a, um, uh, covering ground with a with a purpose, not just running around with their head like you know head cut off like a chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but truly, like, g- covering ground with purpose, finding birds, holding points, and she did fantastic on that. Um, and then the next uh, portion of the actual testing was a pheasant track where they actually take a pheasant, pull the flight feathers out of one wing, and they let the pheasant go, runs off, and then they bring the dog up there, smell the feathers, the pile of feathers, and then you have to release your dog, and it has to track the pheasant. And dude, I'm just gonna say this. She crushed it. And so the thing is, when Pepper was like 11 weeks old, when I first got here, the very first thing we started doing was tracking, like for deer and everything else like that. She found her first deer at three and a half months old um, and has gone on you know a couple different tracks and done a lot of training with it. So I was like, I was very confident going to that. I mean, absolutely crushed it. Uh, per like in our group of, um, our group of dogs, uh, I mean, by far did the best. She was outstanding kind of performance wise. Um, and it was very, very impressive. I'll be honest. I was sitting there, dude, when she, she was like just kicking butt. I mean, being very methodical with the track, not running around. Some of the dogs, you let them loose and they just kind of take off and start running. And, um, you know, it's dogs not necessarily focus on, you know, what that tracking entails, but no, Pepper, very methodical, went down the trail perfectly. Cause I didn't know which way the pheasant went Focused. and the judges looked at me and he's like, uh, Jacob, do you know, uh, where the pheasant went? And I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, do you think she's on it? I'm like, absolutely. Like, I know my dog and know she's capable of it. She's absolutely on that bird. He's like, perfect. Yep. And, she, and one of the judges is like, yep. Typical RGK dog. Rusty Gun Kennel. Yep. He's like, typical RGK dog. Got a vacuum for a nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, it was awesome. And then the next, the uh, last portion of the test is what well, I knew we probably weren't going to pass just because it, mostly my fault. We haven't done a whole bunch of it, which is the water intro um, where they have to actually Go into the water, you toss, there's a pond, you toss a bumper out, they have to go retrieve the bumper, get in the water, swim, show that they can actively swim and come back. And uh, I already knew Pepper wasn't going to do it because we've only been <laughs> in the water like two or three times and she's not like the biggest fan of it quite yet, but we're going to get her there. And um, <laughs> with that, yeah, got a, got a zero on that station because she was not about that life uh, at the moment. Threw a bird in, they gave me a dead bird, a dead quail to use at the very last, uh, kind of a last chance, last resort. And uh, I screwed up, she would have got in the water. But uh, I didn't throw it quite far enough, and she went jumping off into the water. Turns out the water where I threw it at was only about eight inches deep. Oh. So she just like gra- she grabbed it, came right back, and they're like, "Throw another one in!" I threw another one in. She's like, "Yeah, I'm not doing it twice." Oh man! I'm like, Dad. used your shot. Yep, absolutely. Just like that. When you think turkey calls, think of houndstooth. Houndstooth Game Calls is a company based right here in Alabama, actually based out of Tuscaloosa, and they have been making some of our favorite turkey calls since 2012. Y'all head on over to their website, see what they got. They got a little something for everybody. They have a huge selection of different mouth calls, different cuts, different read configuration. I like to go on there and get five or six different mouth calls and just run them, see which ones I like the most. You know, some days I might like the KB Hen, some days I might like the Ghost Cut. Some situations I might like the Country Girl Call, you know, that I can cut on really hard where on other situations I might like the all pro that I can get a little bit softer on. Bottom line, there's something for everybody and something for every situation. And hey, you can get 15% off of your order at Houndstooth Game Calls by using the promo code SOP24. That's SOP24. Use that promo code. It'll get you a discount and it helps out the podcast. So we had, um, we scored 84 out of 112 points because of the, the water access and we got dinged also on 
uh, desire since uh, she didn't have the desire to go in the water. But um, <laughs> she had max scores on everything else. Max scores on uh, the, in the field use. Um, cooperation, too, which I found was interesting. I still got uh, a max score on that. They just dinged us in the desire because the desire not mm-hmm. to get in the water. But you could tell she was trying to work with me. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, like, search. So, you know, if she would have gotten in the water and got, a, you know, normal max points for to get in the first time, uh, we would have had a, a max score also on cooper- or on uh, desire. When it gave us a max score of 112 points for the prize one. Oh. And I told Nick, Nick told me that. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, at, I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm going to retest her, uh, which I didn't realize you could do. I, I thought it was a one time deal. But like, no, no, you can retest. I'm like, good, because we're retesting. I'm going to get her in the water and we're going to retest, try to get a prize one for, uh, which is more for my ego, not so much for Pepper. Because <laughs> she's going to get it. One, she's going to get it. She'll be fine. But like, it's more for my ego. So, <laughs> if we're being at least you're honest about it. Yeah, if we're being 100% honest on it. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but no, it, it was fantastic. But hey, while we were there, I got to say this real quick. Guys, if you live in North Carolina or South Carolina, man, I'm just going to say y'all have a, a great opportunity for an awesome gun shop. This is un, 100% unpaid, <laughs> like unpaid, not sponsored, nothing like that. But while we were at the, uh, while I was at the training event, there was uh, like, we were looking at, I was looking at some guys shotguns and uh, it was Joe Novak and it's his wife, uh, Suzanne, and looking at their shotguns and they had a beautiful Ithaca over and under. We we're talking about like, oh man, yeah, we got it from uh, it was called the place called a uh, Mid South Guns or Mid South Gun. It's a gun shop in Wagram, uh, I think it's Wagram, Wagram, uh, North Carolina. And they're like, yeah, dude, the guy has like crazy collection of shotguns, like side by sides, over and unders. I mean, anything you can imagine, some like more rare pump shotguns and automatics and everything. And uh, when they start talking about it, like two or three more people came in and they're like, oh yeah, dude, you got to go to mid South. <laughs> like, dude, it's ridiculous. And they're like, yeah, man, I got, you know, they're talking about like getting these guns on a really good price, like six, 700 bucks. So I'm like, okay. So like I made it my goal Monday morning to like drive down there like two and a half hours out of the way uh, before <laughs> having to do the podcast at night um, in West uh, North Carolina went in and it's like, dude, I was there for three hours, like mesmerized. <laughs> and he was, came out with two shotguns. So, Came out with a Weatherby Orion uh, over and under, which they actually just released and got a good price on that. That's a that's a fine little gun right there. Man. Oh yeah, that's that's with the Woodcock Quail gun for sure. Yeah, and, I, I really like that thing. Comfortable in the hand, pretty gun, but not so pretty that you're gonna feel bad when you're whacking briars. Oh, out it's, of the way I mean, with it. I mean, it's gonna hurt a little bit, but it's just I bought it with the intention. I'm like, okay, like we're gonna, it's gonna get scratched up and you know all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, it, it's it's sweet. And then I got a. So I bought that over and under. Then I was like, man, I got to get a side-by-side. And dude, they had a ton of side-by-sides. Anything from like 350 bucks. Like, again, a lot of these are like older guns. They're like, they're actually old enough. They don't, a lot of them don't have a, they're before serial, like serial numbers were a thing. So like on the tags, which the serial number says antique because it's before a certain time frame when they actually had to start putting serial numbers. Mm-hmm. Now I bought one of those and it's a, uh, it's made by a Sterling company. It's their Fox, which is like part of the gun manufacturer. And uh, 12 gauge, uh, 28 inch barrel, side by side. Uh, it's a really pretty gun, but uh, got that one for a pretty good price too. I'm like, dude, that's definitely gonna go out in the rabbit woods with us and try to do try to do some uh, dove hunt, some dove hunts or two, and definitely want to take it on on a uh, woodcock hunt as well. So, oh yeah, dude. super freaking sweet, sweet little gun, and kind of part of the functionality of it too. By the way, like some people, I don't know, like uh, maybe there's a cliche. I'm not really into the upland world that much yet, but. There's definitely like a cliche of upland guys where they're like, oh, you have your fancy break action shotgun, you know, your double barrel, your your over under. Uh-huh. But there, there's like a there's a practicality to it from a safety standpoint for me, because uh-huh. uh, especially if you got three or four dogs running around and you have to like mess with one of the dogs you, or you're taking your vest off and you got to put that gun on the ground, dude, just break it open, lay it on the ground or whatever, 
uh, and that way no dog can like knock it over and step on it, step on the trigger, and possibly have some kind of accident happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, with as, as like with an automatic uh, to get that same like just level of foolproof safety out of an automatic, you'd have to pop the round out and everything, or or even a pump too. I mean, same thing. It's just like yeah. so you can make sure the gun's clear. Um, yeah. So with the, that's, that's why I like these because. I didn't think it'd be that huge huge of a deal, but even on the few hunts I've been on, even on the rabbit hunts, dude, if you're trying to get a rabbit in the vest, like, you know, putting that gun on the ground, you got eight beagles running around. If they step on it, there's been a lot of people that, you know, have an accidental discharge or even people who've got shot, uh, just not being careful enough where you lay that gun on the ground and stuff can happen. And, or a dog, yeah, dog steps on it, absolutely. Especially if you got a little push button safety mm-hmm. on the trigger guard and they just, they step on it the right way and then another one comes by, bam, toe, yeah. Yeah. So, but no, it's, yeah. And also, I like the, it's the weight aspect. I feel like you get like a really, I mean, there, there's some really good, like, especially some of the Breda, um, really good bounce automatics, like really good bounce guns. But like, definitely, I feel like with uh, some of these over and unders and side by sides, especially the over and unders, like, you can get some like beautifully balanced guns. That's what I liked about that Weatherby. It's like super, super balanced. And again, hey, this is, I paid whatever the hell the price tag was on these guns. Uh, actually, was able to get a, a decent deal on because um, that, of course, that side by sides, that guns. I don't know how old, sixty years probably. 60 that uh, that side yeah, by side. 65, oh man, 70 I, don't years, know. I don't know. There's you could find out. I mean, we'll find out. I'm sure. I, I'm very curious to know how old that gun yeah. is. Yeah, it, it's old. It's actually patinaed. Like if you look at the action, you can see like the patina where it's like worn off the finish, mm-hmm. and this is like kind of silver. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Gorgeous, man. Naturally worn out, but uh, and then the Weatherby's pretty much a brand new gun. So yeah, yeah, no, this is a great looking gun. This is a kind of gun where it's all brand new right now, and then here in a, you know a year or two, you're gonna have some good old scratches on it, got some character to it. To me, that makes it look even better. You know, mm-hmm. like this is a fine looking gun right now for sure. But I like, I almost like getting you know some little dings here and there, something with a story behind it, where you kind of you've yeah. ki- you've went out, and you've killed some stuff with that gun, you've had some good hunts, you grab that thing and you see those scratches, you're like, oh yeah. Speak about scratches and dents. We're in Andrew's backyard. Oh, I already broke it in yeah, for you. Yeah, we're in Andrew's backyard like messing with the gun. Andrew <laughs> throws that side by side over his shoulder. A pretty much brand new gun. And <laughs> smacks it on the freaking side of his sunroom uh, in his backyard and freaking scratches it the hell back. Easy. I'm like, thanks, bud. Well, you know. That, hey, now you got a story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> story number one. Yeah. So That's why Andrew can't have nothing nice. My man. bad. That's why I can't have nice things. That's why, you know, we talked about uh, having fancy shotguns. You got your gold inlays and like fancy wood and everything. And uh, we were talking earlier about how we'd feel bad with one of those. Like we couldn't hunt with it. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. And then you got Benny, who's been on the podcast a couple times. Ben George. Man, he'll get he'll get a nice, I mean, silver gold inlay, like Burlwood, like fancy yeah. gun. And he's out there dragging it through the swamp, shooting swamp rabbits with it. Yeah, he's got that, <laughs> he's got that collection edition freaking Franky, and he's out there freaking bushwhacking with it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like nickel plated. He's like, well, I don't mind. Yeah, I'm like, God. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, that uh, no, that but shop for real. Like that shop is unbelievable. If you're if you're wanting a shotgun, or also they carry a lot of like they carried so many like old vintage uh, 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 lever action guns. I mean, not just thirty thirty. I mean, like thirty two special freaking. Um, Oh, uh, well, like, of course, like 35 well and, and a bunch of there's a ton of calibers that they offered and a bunch of these older firearms. But, you know, and some old Browning bolt actions. They had a couple like original Browning BARs um, that again, just beautiful guns. But, yeah, it, it was an awesome shop. I get it was one of those places, dude, you could go in there and literally spend like a whole afternoon just looking at everything because it's like like thousands of firearms of like shotguns and stuff in there. Everywhere you look, you just like, hey, all right, there's your side by sides. There's mm-hmm. your over and unders. 
here's your vintage pumps. I almost dude, I really wanted is a uh, Winchester uh, Model 12. Oh yeah, pump dude. Classic dude. I wanted one in either a 12 or 20 gauge, and they had a couple 20 gauges in there. Really pretty guns, and I'm like, man, I want one. I'm like, I don't <laughs> want one that bad right now, but uh, that's been a gun I've wanted for a long time. Man, Pepper's there's nothing to, like a good old shotgun. Pepper's man. trying to eat your table, by the way. I know, I can see. Uh, she's, Pepper's she's, a little she's, restless. She's, she's been she's like, up. Yeah, she's like part beaver. Yeah, we just got back from from North Carolina. She's like, I want to go play with the other pups. Yeah, Jacob rolled up from North Carolina. What two, two or three hours ago? Something like that. Man, it's been a long day for you. Knocking out my third podcast and. 24 hours second podcast 24 hours i got i gotta do another one here once we hop off there with <laughs> hop off this with old nick adair yes sir gun dog it so gdiy gdiy so uh yep well let's hit these reviews we'll, we'll make this a little bit shorter outro this week fellas uh ladies and gentlemen and like i said uh it's been a good turkey season we've had a lot of good guests and everything uh we got some some really good leads on some uh new guests that i'm excited to have on on the turkey side of things uh we're actually going to save those for next season though just because of the timing and everything and well frankly uh the audience kind of dictates what we do and when we do it and uh this is about the time where the deer stuff gets really good again so we're going to be uh switching over to deer stuff here on deer Monday. stuff is deer episodes hey, i know i'm distracted because Eric- pepper's biting your gun don't let her do that please for <laughs> she's God. chewing on your what, stock was she really yeah she was looking at us all that no early. dude i felt her teeth oh on my it. god pepper <laughs> Brand new gun, Pepper's well, well, like. She, she she knows I'll be missing birds with it. She's like, I'm just gonna get her get rid of it right now. Oh, dude, yeah, she's been all mad at you about it and everything. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, so I'll read this first one. Uh, so again, reading off the new reviews, written reviews that was left on Apple Podcasts. Appreciate all the listeners, Apple Podcasts, leaving us new reviews. Uh, this is from the Real Flying Ryan. Titles best podcast going five stars. These guys are full of great knowledge and experience that are applicable to all Southern hunters. They have their top-tiered guests that share their tactics and experiences. They are professional and entertaining. My only regret is I didn't find this podcast sooner. P.S. The Mike Pentecost episode is a must for any turkey hunter. Five stars. Heck yeah. Yeah, I got it. gotten so much good feedback on that Mike Pentecost episode. So, uh that, that's going to be something we're going to replicate next year. Um, might do Mike again next year uh, if, if y'all want us to talk to him again or if we can think of another good subject with him. But uh, we got a couple other guys who are just like Mike who are uh, – I'm not going to say who they are, but I'm, I'm really excited for these future turkey guests. Um, anyways, this one is from uh, Gracie May, outstanding, five stars, as important as my arrows and my broadheads. Uh, even though I've been hunting for decades throughout the Eastern United States, I was a little bit green here in Virginia. Been listening to these episodes for over a year now, and I've, I was able to put an Eastern Virginia trophy on the ground. Broadcasts have been a great game changer for me. I've even been known to listen <laughs> with an earbud with earbuds in the stand. Love the podcast. Keep it up. That's awesome, dude. Listening in the stand. That's a, that's commitment right there. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, appreciate the written reviews. Uh, we put that out last week on the outro. We talked about you guys have been leaving a bunch of five-star reviews, which is extremely helpful to us. But, you know, we'd like to read them on the show. So if you got something to say about the show, drop us a little five-star review and uh, do a little written review as well. And uh, we'll read it right here on the outro. We always really enjoy doing that. Um, and we'll get to doing that, too, on the Southern Waters uh, show as well at the end of some series. We'll do that little outro thing. So uh, you got anything else? Anything uh, with Southern Waters you want to promote? No, just again, check it out, guys. It's super exciting. Some of those episodes are coming out in Southern Waters. Appreciate everybody's support. I know y'all been sharing uh, that podcast with a lot of your friends and family. 
uh, or thoroughly enjoy uh, kind of seeing how that show's really taken off uh, from the audience and kind of seeing some of those written reviews coming in for the Southern Wars podcast. But hey, and by the way, with the Apple Podcast subscription. That also gets you ad-free on Southern Waters as well. Absolutely. So, so, uh, so yeah, $1.99 a month, you get ad-free Southern Outdoorsman and Southern Waters, plus whatever bonus content we do for those channels. We'll go on there. Yep. But, again, appreciate everybody's support. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. And, hey, we'll catch you back here on next Monday's episode of Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. And like we say every single week, y'all stay Southern. All right, guys, we're starting to get kind of close to summer here. And you know what my favorite part about summer is? The Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard us talk about it a lot last year, and we actually got to meet a lot of you guys at that expo. Well, we're excited to announce we're going to be there again. This time it's going to be in Dalton, Georgia, June 28th through June 30th. We are going to be there all three days. We're going to have a bunch of past podcast guests there. We're going to have a booth where you can come by and grab some merchandise. And I'm sure we're going to be recording all kinds of podcasts there. If you're unfamiliar, the Mobile Hunters Expo is the place you need need to be if you are the kind of hunter that listens to this podcast this show was literally made for you it is an excellent group of people that are going to be there a lot of whitetail killers from around the southeast are going to be there you're going to get to talk to them shake their hand learn from them in person make some connections and guys we get a lot of questions about hey, which saddle should i get which tree stand should i get what about this piece of gear what about that piece of gear how do I meet other hunters who want to hunt the same way that I do? You know, finding a good hunting buddy. The Mobile Hunters Expo is a place for all of that. So you guys don't miss it. June 28th through the 30th, Dalton, Georgia. We'll see you there.